Do you feel like you're in bondage, in a prison, enchained? That something in your life is just holding you down from the callings that God has for you. That there's something wrong, but you can't really put your finger on it. And you keep feeling that you live in this place of guilt, shame, condemnation in your relationship with God. You see, brothers and sisters, as you believe in the Bible, we have to come to the conclusion that there is a thing such as angels and demons, and they do play a role in the lives of people on Earth. To just close our eyes to that reality and imagine that this is all there is and there's nothing more than what you see would be foolish. The fact of the matter is, is that Satan has plans. He is out to like the Bible teaches Yeshua. Jesus said he is an enemy who is like a lion seeking whom he may devour. He is looking for a gap in your life. He is looking for an open door. He's looking for a way to wedge himself in there. But see, the only way he can really wedge himself into your life is if you allow him. Consciously, but even more commonly, it's unconscious without our knowledge, without our obvious permission, but by our actions, by our sins, and even by the lies we choose to believe, the enemy finds a way in. And when he gets in and he locks us up in our prison, there is a key that can unlock your chains. And his name is Yeshua. But you need to understand what the Bible teaches in order for you to be set free. And today I'm going to give you that key. I want to submit to you that the battles we fight is nothing new, but that even Peter in our Bibles faced this battle and he had to break through the lies himself. Do you remember how when Yeshua, Jesus, was crucified, just before it occurs, he tells Peter, Peter, you're going to deny me three times before all this is over. And what does Peter say? He goes on and he actually says in Matthew 26, 33, though they all fall away because of you, I will never fall away, Yeshua. And Jesus said to him, truly, I say to you this very night before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And Peter said to him, even if I must die with you, I will not deny you. And all the disciples said the same. I mean, how crazy this is, right? He says this thing and we all know how the story goes. He does end up denying the Messiah just as the Messiah prophesied. Now, just imagine this for a second, okay? You tell Jesus, I will never deny you. I will die before I deny you even once. But before the night's over, you deny him three times and you run away like a scaredy cat. You have left him to be killed alone and you are nowhere to be found, even though you've been walking with him for years on end, even though you've been eating with him, even though he's like your best friend, he's your master. You love him. He's no one you love more. There's no one you care for more. You have called him the way, the truth and the life. You have called him God in the flesh. You have That is who Yeshua is to Peter. And here Peter is, and he denies him before men. I mean, just think of what happens 
in Peter's heart after the first time he does that. Now think, what happens in Peter's heart the, the second time he does it? And what happens in Peter's heart the third time he did it? Does he not retreat to a dark place, feeling like he would just like to never come out of there again, never speak to God again, never uh, probably saying something like, oh God, you should just send me to Gehenna. Oh God, I'm a man of unclean lips. Oh God, I'm not worthy of you even speaking to me. Oh God, just just leave me alone, Lord, for I'm so unworthy of you. That's That's the place that people fall into, right? When when you love the Lord, but you do something, you you do you fall into a sin, like Peter fell into this horrible sin, and this sin is so terrible that you feel like you could, you could never be reconciled back to God. But yet when Yeshua shows up after his resurrection, one of the first things he says is tell Peter and the others that I'm back. You see, he he wanted to make a point that just like God walked through the garden when Adam and Eve fell. Remember how God walks through the garden calling their names? So Jesus is now back. And the first thing he in a similar way does is he calls the name of Peter. Peter, I'm back as if there's still a relationship there and that he still has mercy there. Now, think on this because this is about to get deeper Peter in the book of Acts, this is now much later, is about to go through the same thing Yeshua went through. Is it a coincidence? I think not. You see, what we see end up happening now is that just like Jesus, right, was put, uh, was was taken and um, captured and these false witnesses were brought against him and he was captured to be presented to the Jewish people. Now, in a similar way, we see the exact same thing happen to Peter. And what we read is this. Okay, we read about Herod in Acts 12, 3, and it says, when he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded to arrest Peter. This was during the days of unleavened bread. And when he had seized him, he put him in prison, delivering him over to four squads of soldiers to guard him, intending after the Passover to bring him out to the people. So Peter was kept in prison, but earnest prayer for him was made by God, to God by the church. Now, you know what's interesting? Just like Yeshua, Jesus was captured during the feast of Passover in that season. We see the same thing that Peter is captured during the season of the feast of Passover. And we see that just like um, Pilate wanted to present Jesus to the crowds, now we see that Herod is about to, he says his, it says his plan is to present Peter to the crowds. And this is all happening at the same time. And so now let's read on this. We see further that it says in verse six. Now, when Herod was about to bring him out on that very night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains and sentries before the door were guarding the prison. Think about this. Peter sees the patterns very likely like he is locked away. He's enchained. 
he's he knows that this is around Passover. He knows that Herod wants to present himself him, to him to the Jews, just like Paula wanted to present Yeshua to the Jews according to the tradition. Do you remember what the tradition was? Paula says. It is the tradition that on the Passover I release to you a prisoner. And now we see Herod saying, I will present Peter now, also similarly to the crowds. And so with all of this happening, Peter, I I can just imagine Peter is making some connections here. Peter's in prison. And in prison, what do you do? You think. And he's thinking, I mean, can you imagine, maybe he's, I don't know what he's thinking, but maybe, maybe it's something like, man, like, I told Yeshua that I would rather die before I deny him. But now I am in that very place he was, and because I did deny him. And now, is this a test? Is this it? Like, is this going to be the, the day that I follow the path that my Messiah followed? I don't know, but it's so eerily similar right now. But then something incredible happens. Because of the earnest prayers of the church, the people, a miracle occurs. And it says in verse 7, And behold, an angel of the Lord stood next to him, and a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him, saying, Get up quickly. And the chains fell off his hands. Verse 10, When they had passed the first and the second guard, they came to an iron gate. I love this. They came to an iron gate leading into the city, and it opened for them of its own accord. And they went out and went along one street, and immediately the angel left him. Brothers and sisters, we see here this these earnest prayers causes God to send an angel to deliver Peter from his bondage, from his chains. You see, Peter may have felt like his chains is just the consequence of his previous sins all that time ago with Yeshua. It's just come around, and 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 this is probably the time when God is going to give me over to my enemies. Maybe that's how you felt that you've you've sinned, you've fallen short of the glory of God, you've fallen into the sin, not once, not twice, three times or more. You've fallen into this great sin that you've said you would never do again, but yet you did it again with the Lord. And you said, God, I won't do it, but then you did it again, and you, God, I won't do it, and you did it again. And you felt so far from him, and you felt now the enemy has come and he has imprisoned you like Peter was enchained and imprisoned. The enemy has come to imprison you. And he is, and maybe the enemy has even come to you and said that God is putting you in this prison and your hope is lost. You have no relationship. Just give up on the Lord. You don't even need to pray. But see, for Peter, there were earnest prayers made. And those earnest prayers moved the hand of the Lord. You see, even though the enemy, Satan, was out to get Peter, trying to put him in prison, lock him away, and maybe even kill him, God had his angels come. You see, brothers and sisters, there are demons after your life. There are the enemy is he wants you dead. The enemy doesn't want you to do God's will for your life. 
The enemy want, doesn't want you to fulfill your calling. The enemy wants you locked up away in your sin, f- feeling paralyzed to do anything for God, feeling guilty, ashamed, condemned. That's what he wants. But despite what you feel, it is the earnest prayers of the saints, earnest prayers of people around you, your prayers that moves the hand of God to send angels to deliver you from your bondages. You see, brothers and sisters, you need to understand that you you have an authority that's been given to you by God. God has said, I give you authority over all the works of the enemy, even when he deceives you, even when he's in your life, when he is causing you to do do the things you don't want to do. God says, I give you authority over the enemy. Take your authority and command the enemy to get behind you. But now, brothers and sisters, what I want to tell you is even if you find yourself enchained in a prison, even though if you find yourself feeling all of these things, did God leave me? What's going on? Just like God had such incredible mercy on Peter when he was locked away in prison, he did not forsake him despite Peter's failings before. God still came, comes through and saves Peter. No sin. Listen to me. This is the the thing you need to understand. There is no sin that you can commit, that you can fall into. That is too big, too large, too impossible for God to forgive. God will have mercy on you. God will forgive you. But the key thing is simply that even if you go as far like Peter, even to do that grievous sin of denying the Lord before men, even as you, if you go there, the key thing is, the key question is, is have you walked away from God? Have you totally walked away? Have you abandoned the Lord? You see, God is saying, look, Stick with me. Be close to me. I will never let you go. Just do not walk away from my presence. Do not let the enemy take you away with his lies unto deceitful matters and think that I am done with you. I am not done with you is what God says. You see, until you breathe your last breath and you've made the decision, God is not. There is still chance. There's still time. And if today's message is like you're just listening to this, you're just like, this is me. Like I I have fallen and I have fallen into the shame and I have believed the lies of the enemy and I have felt like God is too far away. Listen to me. This is for you. I'm going to pray right now for God to deliver you from the chains. You, You see, what Peter needed was an earnest prayer for his life. And that's what caused the angel to come and unlock his chains. And so that's what you need. And so right now, Father, I thank you, God. We speak to every person listening at the sound of my voice right now who is sitting there enchained like Peter was in that cell, who feels like there's no way out of this one, who feels like it was the end of line, who's felt like you. Where are you, Lord? Father, we speak right now to all the lies of the enemy who has come with this, these lies of bondage. And Father, I thank you for your freedom right now. We command right now every chain to be broken, every lie to fall. And I pray, Lord, for the truth of who you are and what you believe and know and think about your children to be made manifest in everyone listening right now. Father, we break every chain of bondage of sickness 
right now in the sound of my voice. We break every chain of, 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 of abandonment, that, that lie of abandonment, that spirit of abandonment. We break that off, everyone listening now at the sound of my voice. Father, I thank you, Lord. I, brothers and sisters, I feel like the Father is saying, just come closer to me in prayer because there you will hear my voice and there you will find what I really have to say about you. You see, the reason that we are so consumed with the lies of the enemy is because that's the voice we're listening to all the time and we don't actually find ourselves spending time with the Father, intimate time with him. Go to your father, find his presence, and you will find his truth as he speaks to your heart. Pray this all in the name of Yeshua. May God bless you. I'll see you guys in the next one. Shalom.